0: where I interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions. I'm your host, Rachel Vogel, and tonight we are in for a real treat. Joining us is the legend himself, Edward Eckstein. Ed is the son of legendary vocalist, band leader, jazz, and Grammy Hall of Fame inductee Billy Eckstein, so it's fair to say Ed's passion for music emerged at a very young age. His illustrious career began as a writer for Soul Magazine, interviewing and writing about artists, including Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, The Temptations, and more. Ed also spent nearly 11 years as a key member of Quincy Jones Entertainment Empire, serving as Executive Vice President and General Manager, working on projects by Michael Jackson and many other iconic artists. This was followed by an opportunity of a lifetime, joining Clive Davis's Arista Records in New York City. As vice president of A&R, he contributed to projects by Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, Kenny G, Dionne Warwick. And after only two years, he was hired by Polygram Records CEO to create a new West Coast label, Wing Records, where he signed Vanessa Williams and Brian McKnight, just to name a few. Ed went on to become president of Mercury Records, with success on projects including Bon Jovi, John Mellencamp, and KISS, In this role, he became the first African American to be appointed president of a major non-Black owned record company. Ed has been a voting member of the Grammys and has served on the board of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And while all of that is extremely important to the industry, Ed's been extremely important to me and my career, serving as a mentor beginning when I was just a college sophomore. And guess what? Ed's just an all around great guy too. So I could go on and on, but I promised only 15 minutes. So we'll get into question one. But really quick, Ed, before we get started, can you just share with us what you've been up to recently? Is there anything exciting that we should know about?
1: Hi, Rachel. When I meet that guy (laughs) you just introduced, I'll say (laughs) I'll be pretty impressed by him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, What am I I doing? Uh, I'm just doing stuff. I'm sort of semi-retired, but um, I work on some projects here and there. I've got a couple of film projects and I'm (laughs) contributing to creatively. And I'm also doing some artist services stuff that involves some international touring for some consultation clients that I have. Interestingly enough, um, I didn't, someone once said to me, you know, consultants, just a polite word for meaning I'm unemployed. Um, (laughs) And I happened to be in a friend of mine's office one day, he was a lawyer, Um, and I took a phone call. And when I was in the midst of that phone call, after I hung up, my friend said to me, said, who was that, what are you doing, man? And I, you know, told him who it was and what it was. He goes, how much did you get paid for that? And I said, dude, I'm just doing it on the strength of friendship, whatever he goes. Mm-hmm. He says, man, he said that was a fill in the blank thousand dollar phone call. He said you need to me, you need to hang a shingle as a consultant. So I did. Um, so I've been doing that and, you know, when people call me with stuff, if it sounds interesting and I can middleman my way in some of it, I do it. And that's Exciting really- Exciting get behind my times.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That's great. Mm -hmm. All right. So with that, let's dive into question number one. Mm -hmm. So imagine for a second, you're sitting down with your 25 year old self. What one piece of advice would you give him on a personal note? And what one piece of advice would you give him from a business perspective?
1: Hmm. Good question. On a personal note, I would say um, don't lose track of the things that you love and enjoy have love and enjoy during the course of your life at to this point, to that point, um, because they will fill a void for you later in life. Um, it's important that you do them. Don't let them go first, you know, for dumbass reasons. Um, mm-hmm. the other thing I would say on a personal level, which also sort of bleeds into professional level is, um, there was once a record that was called "What Were vice, Once vices are now habits. Um, don't let your vices become habits, and don't let your vices and proclivities become habits that become a detriment to uh, to what you're trying to do in life, uh, and particularly in your professional life. Um, uh, I'm not necessarily pointing the finger at myself, but I'm just saying, you know, that people, you know, it could be whatever it's gambling, drinking, drugs, whatever of in the case may be. Um, learn to uh, temper it and to recognize it when if if it begins to become a problem and get on the other side of it as quickly as you possibly can because it will slowly it'll it'll screw things up for you in the long run i've seen too Mm -hmm. many too many friends associates had my own issues with certain things you know that uh that just you know end up being you know unnecessarily detriments and impediments to your your forward movement and growth
0: Mm-hmm. I think especially that's great I think especially like in this industry there's so much pressure to be on such a straight path such a narrow path and know mm-hmm. exactly what you're doing so it's very easy to get you know mixed up whether it be in the wrong crowd or like the wrong the wrong whatever you're doing but mm-hmm. I think that's a great point thank you with that let's jump right into question two every industry has its dirty little secrets And you and I both know that it's no different in the music industry. And sometimes people think that's a bad thing when that's not always the case. Sometimes they're good. What's one secret you would like to share with our listeners about the industry or A&R specifically? Hmm.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Well, the... uh... The dirty little secret in a negative sense is that it's a um, it's a business of isms from time to time. It could be racism, sexism, ageism, genderism, Mm. Um, you know, name your favorite ism and it's probably you'll find it somewhere uh, in this business It is kind of, you know, um, you know, much like life in general, you know, it's just the realities of life. the um, the good dirty little secret, which probably isn't that much of a secret is it's a, it's a boatload of fun. If you, uh, <laughs> if, if you, if you give it the, if you give it the proper respect, you can mm-hmm. have an enormous amount of fun while doing it. You know um, uh, we, when I was coming up the, the, the thing that you heard a lot was the music business and record companies were high school with paychecks. Um, <laughs> uh, and with that, you know, we came with sort of the wild, wild, wild west kind of notions of people playing it, you know, uh, loose and free. Um, Loose and free is great, but you you have to have some kind of parameters and, you know, guardrails on what the hell you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's that's one of the dirty secrets. Um, I'll leave it at that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. I think I agree. I have such a good time in this industry. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to live shows all the time through your job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a good plus. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll, I'll leave it at this. There's a, There was a um, a classic line, I think it was attributed to Mick Jagger, uh, about the music business. And um, he said, yeah, the music business is a nine to five job. And it's hard to tell you exactly what goes on between 9 p.m. and 5 a.m. <laughs> so
0: very true true (laughs) well said well said indeed all right so here we are at our final question already so let's get into it Mm -hmm. throughout your career I can only imagine you've been asked a lot of questions whether for industry conferences the media or even a promotion but throughout all of those interviews and questions I'll bet there was one that you've never been asked but would have liked to so what is that question and what would have been the answer?
1: Um, why do you love the music business or do you love the music business? And if you do, why are you merely just doing it? Cause it's a good gig or is there, is there you know, reasons beyond that notion that you love this business?
0: I've
1: mm-hmm. uh, never asked that question.
0: Wow. Um, I'm surprised. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, been asked sort of, you know variations on the theme right. but never the theme not the question exactly um and i would answer that i would have answered or i answer that question now to say that um it is yes i do and that um or yes i did and i continue <laughs> to um and because it's sort of in my blood because you know family affiliations and all that stuff I often said that it was kind of like family business you know if you if your dad was a postal worker when you sat around the dinner table at night at dinner time, you know, dad probably talked about postal worker stuff mm-hmm. in my in my family you know because my dad was a performer and entertainer when he was not on the road and he was home for dinner um you know he talked about showbiz stuff was talked about so it's just sort of piqued an in interest at a young age um And it just sort of inspired me and, you know, catapulted me into it, you know, because after I left, when I was in high school, I went to a boarding school. And after I got out of boarding school and went to college, um, I had this inherent sort of notion that um, what it is, what I wanted to do, I was not going to learn in school um that it was what I was what I wanted to do I needed to just sort of jump in and you know start swimming um, mm-hmm. um and the the first skill that I sort of that I brought to it was aside from a love of music was I had a good a, a good ability to write which was something that I, you know in high school uh was really kind of hammered into me so when I got to college while I was busy sort of flunking out there and not doing what i was supposed to do. Um, you know, I just immersed myself in music, you know, and, and trying to meet as many people as I possibly could that were, um, that were in the, in the music business at that point or in radio business and artist business. And I did. And then ultimately when you know, the school year ended and my parents got my grades and they weren't impressed with,
0: with
1: uh, <laughs> with, you know, a couple of D's and a bunch of incompletes. Um, and I moved back home. Uh, as soon as I got back home, I immediately sort of, you know, did the same, home being Los Angeles. I immediately, you know, tried to immerse myself in, in, you know, in any way, shape, or form that I could in the business out here in LA. You know, so I'm talking the early 70s now. So it was, it was a very fertile time. And the mm-hmm. business is vibrant um, and was very receptive to, you know, new folks trying to get in and get get in the game. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was that love and desire is what drove me. Um, That's I hope great. that answers the question.
0: Yes, very well said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Ed, it has been wonderful having you on 3Q tonight. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me and our audience. And I hope that we get to have a great conversation again soon. You and to and my both. 3Q. Yes. <laughs> and to my 3Q listeners, I know you enjoyed hearing from Ed just as much as I enjoyed speaking with him. Stay tuned for next week's episode of 3Q where I interview industry professionals for just 15 minutes by asking three powerful questions. See you next time.
1: Cheers. <laughs>